podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. L-S-D, fap, acid, fapping, fapping, and acid, acid, fapping, fapping, and acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. This is Tusha Matters with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Stand every Sunday at 1 p.m. Parking Nidos Unidos at 23rd and Folsom. The free farm stand and all volunteer group project of the No Penny Opera. It's about sharing the wealth of urban farms and gardens. Making, helping making local growth, fresh and nutrients, organic produce accessible to all, especially those in individuals or low incomes or tight budgets. The Free Farm Stand grows food in San Francisco and distributes its it for free. We act as a gathered place in mission to encourage community growth and involvement. This effort resolved most around gathering surplus foods from neighborhood gardens, various farmer markets, community gardens, public and private fruit trees, and hosting a space where this bounty can be shared with all. We also work with produce to the people who harvest organic fruits from backyard fruit trees and public spaces and bring it out to our free farm stand. For more information or if you want to help or if you have or know of a fruit tree that needs picking, you can contact Lauren with at produce to the people at produce to the people at gmail.com. If you're waiting for some Call Me Tim, boy, are you going to keep waiting. Hey, you guys are listening to Mutiny Radio. It's 2.02. It's time for some Call Me Tim. Uh, Our guest today was unable to make it, so I will actually... I will start this hour with a little bit of uh, Timmy Pizza and Pervert Fervor. Mooging... Moving around, doing what he does. See if I can find pervert fervor here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, Some Call Me Tim is the show where I interview a different person every week about the things they believe in. And this is called Song One. I believe in pervert fervor. Do you? And, uh... Some call me Tim.
been a nigga this good for this long This hood, or this pop, this hot, or this strong With so many different flows, this one's for this song The next one I switch up, this one will get rid of These fucks, too lazy to make up shit They crazy, they don't paint pictures, they just trace me You know what, soon they forget where they pluck They hold staff and they try to reverse the outcome I'm like, huh? I'm not a writer, I'm a writer for myself and others I say a big verse, I'm only big enough, my brother Big enough, my barrel, I'm big enough to do it I'm that barrel, plus I know my own flow is so the rings and things you sing about, bring them out It's hard to yell when the barrel's in your mouth I'm in new sneakers, uh, dual seaters, few divas What more can I tell you? Let me spell it for you W-I-L-L-I-E, nobody truer than H-O-B And I'm back for more, New York's ambassador Prime Minister, back to finish my business up Fuck. Wow. 
values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. You guys are still tuned into some call me tim uh i am playing an old some call me tim my guest was not able to make it today sad face so we listen to a little pervert fervor at the top and then we're gonna play a vintage tim all the way from april we're in june now so that'll be a lot of fun i have no idea who it's gonna be but i know you're gonna like it thanks for listening to mutiny Radio.fm. This is Some Call Me Tim. Please donate to Mutiny Radio. That would be great. 
really, really appreciate it. There's a donate button on the side of our website, and we currently have a GoFundMe. So if you guys want to hit that up, that would be great. We would love your money because you've been downloading us for free. Come on, throw us some bones, yo. Uh, All right, enjoy some Call Me Tim. I did it. I finally did it. I finally got it timed out to the weird trippy stuff. Uh, Welcome to Some Call Me Tim, the show where I interview a different person every week about what they believe in. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, on MutinyRadio.fm. There's some who call me Tim. There are some who call me Tim. Again, talking about personal belief systems. Today, our special guest on the program is none other than Scotto. He is the DJ and mastermind behind Flat Black Plastic, my favorite show on the station that's every Saturday from noon to 2 p.m. A great show. Uh, If you haven't listened to Flat Black Plastic, I encourage you to go to our website at mutinyradio.fm as you might be listening to this particular podcast on that site and go to Flat Black Plastic and choose any of them because they are all really, really great. Uh, It's called Flat Black Black Plastic because it's all records. It's all vinyl, the all vinyl show. Our special guest today, Scotto, has like a whole wall of uh, vinyl. He's really into it. And his show reflects that, and it's an amazing show, and I love it so much. So every week there's like a theme. Sometimes he does it on a letter. Sometimes he does it on, you know, that they're all like ukulele based or you know, whatever he's doing. It's always good though. Trust me. Look up flat black plastic. Uh, he will be with us in just a moment. If you guys want to know what I believe in right now, not myself and very little. Uh, I mean, I suppose I, I, I definitely believe in mutiny radio. I hope I do. Oh, isn't that nice little music at the end to say how we're all, everything's going to be okay. That was a tattoo I was thinking about getting backwards across as a chess piece uh, that said everything's going to be okay, but in pretty script. So when I looked in the mirror, I could see it. But when you looked at me normally, you wouldn't really see it because you'd be like, what is that? It looks kind of like vines or something. Didn't do that. Chickened out. All right. Well, he is in the house, everyone, in the Mutiny Radio studios. Our special guest for today on Some Call Me Tim. Hey, it's Scott. Come on in. He needs a little courage. Oh, bring it in. It's fine. Bring it in. We've got got a flat black plastic. Um, those are probably better, those two, because then I can see you and make eye contact with you when we talk. So that works better for me. Hey. Howdy. It's great to have you here on an off day, on a day where you're not usually here. I was saying that you have flat black plastic every Saturday from noon to two. I believe in that show. So uh, the reason that this show is called Some Call Me Tim is from the Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which I don't know if you're familiar. There's a sorcerer, and he's up on the thing, and he asks him a bunch of questions, and he says, there are some who call me Tim. 
am there in search of the Holy Grail, which is, you know, this religious artifact, and it turns out to be just pointless at the end, and it's really a documentary, and there's dead people. That, anyways, so the, the point is, like, you know, what do people believe in, and why do they follow their beliefs, and, you know, in the Monty Python and the Holy Grail, the belief was a ridiculous thing that didn't exist anyways, so uh, hopefully... Uh, your beliefs aren't like that. So I usually open up with a question, do you believe in Jesus? I believe that in Jesus as a fictional character in an amazing book of fiction that has caused a religion that made more deaths possible than any other religion. Wow. I thought but, about that. But then why... Why... Thou shalt not kill. Right, and is it because of is it because they want us to be like really steeped in hypocrisy? Because if you follow if you follow the fictional if you if we follow the Bible and we say it's a fictional story, but it has good allegories about ways to live your life. Some of them turn aren't the so other good. Cheek. Right, turn the other cheek. And the, he was a big. I mean, Jesus was a huge communist. He was like, give all your money to the he church. He was also Jewish. He was also Jewish. <laughs> he was. Uh, I found out recently, Jewish means if your dad's a Jew and you're a Jew if your mom's a Jew. Wow, because you're Jew-ish. That <gasps> That's I, I, funny. I was always like, well, I'll be there around noon-ish. Yeah, right. I'm Jewish. Right. I'm kind of Catholic-ish. Right, 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 right. Oh, that's it's, funny. There's very few things that are passed down maternally. Right, I think exactly. Hawaiian culture does that. Huh. Or is it maybe because of the... I don't, is it the Hawaiians or is it the Samoans? I don't remember. I don't know. But I don't know. But I I mean, I would believe in a maternal society, but it just doesn't I mean There'd be a lot less war. There'd be a lot absolutely. Well, that's the play uh Lysistrata that was written uh like twenty five hundred years ago or whatever by the Greeks. Sophocles, I believe. And uh all the women or no it was Aristophanes. All the women withheld sex and it stopped the it stopped the war. And it's a play. It's an old Greek play. It's very I'm fun. ready for that to happen now. Yeah. Well, the problem now is with all of the the personal interests and corporate interests that people have in the war machine. So when you've got, like, President 45 sends 33 Tomahawk missiles to Syria and he owns st stock in the Tomahawk Missile Company, is that a conflict of interest or is that just one well, rich person making the whole Bechtel thing back to uh, George Jr. Right. You know? He was, uh, his fucking dad ran the fucking CIA. Right, Sorry right. for the F word, people. No, it's fine. You can swear. And 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 the whole, they all own stock in Halliburton. Yeah. So what, I mean, then what's the difference between, so, and that's the thing. We're talking about morals and belief. I believe that war is wrong. And war is wrong or killing people is wrong? Because we never declared war in Vietnam. We killed millions of people. Right. So we never declared war killing. in Iraq. We'll say, we'll say killing then. So it's operations and skirmishes. It doesn't necessarily have to be war, but we're using the war machine and we're using our weapons to kill people, which I find an amoral act. And yet people can still work for companies and they see themselves as moral people. Whereas I see that as a conflict of interest. Like I wouldn't be able to work for what I saw as a corrupt corporation not because of the way they did business but because of the business they do in itself is corrupt it comes down to hypocrisy saying yeah. do as I say not as I do right the bible says thou shalt not kill 
we're going to start the Crusades and we're going to kill a whole bunch of motherfuckers right. in honor of our God. Right. We're, the Spanish, we're coming in here. Native American people, you can come live here. If you want to leave, we're going to fucking kill you. Right, unless you want to be a slave. Uh, that was a terrible thing that Columbus did to the some of the people on the island when he got there. He he hobbled them so that they couldn't leave. They couldn't run away. He's like, like yeah, misery. we don't want it. Yeah, just like misery. <laughs> like, we don't want to put chains on you, but we'll just break one foot so that you can't get out of here. Like the Chinese foot bonding. Right. Well, but that was seen as like a good thing for a woman like a really rich beautiful woman would have the tiniest feet possible I've, I've read some poems from Chinese women about talking about their grandmothers and women things like this and that their feet smelled so disgusting because of the binding yeah because of the binding because their foot was folded over on itself and it got like a weird like almost like a skin infection kind of thing Athletes that would happen yeah, no athleticism right <laughs> they couldn't walk they literally couldn't but the tiniest feet were somehow beautiful even though they smelled gross. I know, it's oh, so crazy. Luckily, I've never had to deal with that. What's the worst thing you've ever done to a woman? Made her cry. That's not too bad. Women That's cry pretty a lot. fucking bad. What, but you, what, how did you make her cry? Did you tell her she was ugly or were you like, you're stupid? Was it ugly or stupid? I usually neither get Neither of those. I don't remember what it was. It was when I was in sixth grade. So, so it was a girl. You made a girl cry. That's a little different. Well, woman, girl, we're, we're crossing the 18 age sure. barrier here. Sure, 16. Is, I mean, no, I'd say woman, I'd say you have to be an, and to be an adult woman, you have to be at least 18. I don't think I've ever done anything bad to a woman. Oh, that's really nice. And I'm probably in the minority of men who can say that. Right. Do you, uh, but have you ever? But when you, was it that you broke up with somebody and they cried when she was sixth grade? You were like, I don't like you, and she cried because she liked you. She wanted to go skateboarding or something. Well, like I said, it was sixth grade, so it was a long time ago. The memory's kind of fuzzy. Right. I remember I was reading the. Uh, biography of Jim Morrison No One Here Gets Out Alive Uh huh. and he was someone that I wanted to be like right and he said that he made a woman cry or girl cry I don't remember what the age was right so I thought if I'm gonna be like this dude I might do this shit and see if it works it's like fucking magic right if you make a man cry it's fucking magic wow I guess because you make them feel something well men aren't supposed to cry right yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bit effusive with the eye juice. I, I definitely cry a when lot. When my parents died, I just started crying at the fucking drop of a hat like I had fucking PMS shit, man. Wow. Did your parents die at the same time? Within five years of each other. Wow. Which That's is tough. tough. So right when you got used to one of them being gone, the other one disappeared. Well, and... Liz will get into it. Do you believe in the afterlife? I told my mother when she was dying of cancer... If she could contact me from beyond the grave, that she was obligated to do so, That's and good. I've yet to hear from her. Really? Other than she's in my dreams, as my dad is too. Huh? Well, then maybe they are contacting you. Well, it's the whole question of uh, what was that? Was it Terrence McKenna said that space aliens put mushrooms on Earth to contact humans? Okay. And say this is our language. Eat this. Right. You know, fungus, and that's how we live, and this is our contact with you. Right. I don't mean to get into hippie conspiracy theme, but uh, I'm reading two books about Jonestown right now. Oh, wow. So my my thoughts on religion are semi-clouded. So, and that's interesting, because Jonestown, 
everyone believed in this guy. It's kind Not of everyone, David, no. David People were trying to escape. They were trying to escape. They were shooting. They, they shot a congressman. Wow. And so they said they sold them the love, hippie, wonderment, joy, paradise. Uh, but it was also a racial thing. It was also saying that blacks and whites are equal. That's great. Which does not happen very often anymore. So it's late 70s. They're being really ultra progressive with their uh, relation with the social relations with one another bef- way before time, you know, civil rights movements. And people are following them. And then he goes nuts. What he goes? Let's all kill ourselves. He was ourselves. always nuts. He was always nuts. <laughs> but then, but where does the impetus come? That because it's the same thing as like the Heaven's Gate people in the San that Diego. That was Waco thing. There was a San Diego thing. It was called Heaven's Gate, and it oh, was the shoe thing. The shoe thing with the things on their faces and the little upside down triangles that Haley's comet was passing over, and that there's a there's a ship, an alien ship, in the comet's tail, and they all had to kill themselves at the same time so that their souls could be picked up by the ship. I think suicide is one of the most selfish things you can do, period. But what if you're doing it in a group? That's the thing. This whole group suicide. It- it's crazy. It almost becomes like, we're doing it together. We're together. We are one in death or whatever. But it's a perpetuation of a story from like even Romeo and Juliet. Why was she like, I see him dead and now I must kill myself. And then he wakes up and he's like, no, no, wait, I'm not dead. And then she died. I mean, wh- why is there something about there's this sort of... You absolve yourself. Even Jesus. Once he's dead, he's somehow washed clean the sins of everyone. That just, that does not make sense to me. There's no proof of that. Right. With just a bunch of faith that people believe. They're like, well, he died for us. I I also think people that believe in stuff that they don't understand are stupid people. Right. And if there's no proof that anything happened in the Bible and you believe in it, your intelligence level drops. Well, and I've seen, they say that the Noah's Ark was on Mount Ararat, and they say how big it was, and it's like, I mean, I believe that he might have built a big boat, but no way, two by two of every animal. Plus, but yeah, I think there's it, a lot of animals in the sea anyway, and the bugs in the sky. Like, was all the land gone? I don't believe that, that the entire earth was shadowed in water, and that everything was just, come on, not, eh, why do we have to be so... What's the word for it um, when you're like all or nothing? Manipulate? Oh. When it's all or nothing. Determined, uh, Black and white. Deterministic or something. You have to be. All the earth was covered in water. Eh, probably not. But I'm saying it's a book of fiction and that's right. a metaphor for something. Sure. sure, it's a metaphor for something. Yeah, Tower of Babel, all that fun stuff. Metaphor for something. But there, I also learned recently there, there are more insects than there are humans. Cool. That's so cool. we, we got to watch out. Because they're going to come get us. we got to go fry ourselves some grasshoppers and eat them. Well, I have a theory that if I was to believe in reincarnation, then it forces my theory of autism. Because there, if you believe like in God and the souls and the guff and where all the souls are and then all of a sudden magically one comes out and goes out through a vagina and it's a, it's born. It's like there's this place where all the souls are. Point of conception. Right. When, well, whenever it's my the, body. Well, whenever the baby, we've decided that the baby has a soul. Whether, when it, whether it's when they're three years old or coming out of the vagina, whatever. So the soul slips into the body from this weird place in space that we have. 
But what I say is there's not going to be enough souls because we keep making too many people and we're repopulating at such a fast rate. So why? Where are we getting all the souls from? And this is my reincarnation theory. That we're making too many people and the souls of the animals that we've murdered and made extinct are going into the human bodies. So we've killed so many whales and they've washed up on so many beaches, which is why we have like you know, dementia or something because they're, or that we have a certain kind of problem that's some weird cancer or, or autism because they're really just a whale soul in a human body. Or maybe they're an insect soul or well, a monkey soul. It, com- it comes down to the question of who gets to have soul? Well, it's. I think that it's ADHD is just monkey souls. There were so many monkeys that we killed and they're like, oh, oh, they're crazy, crazy, crazy. And then you put that soul into a person and then they jump off the walls. And so they're like, I'm ADHD, which there was no ADHD in like 1850. Like who had, what are they? Like Laura Ingalls Wilders in class. If you weren't paying attention, they beat you up with like a ruler. They were like, pay attention or go stand out in the cold or whatever. But when it comes down to reincarnation, when your body stops working and you die, if you get put in a pine box and worms start to eat you and shit you out, some shit is going to come from you. Something. Right, right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah. Whether it's a, a plant or sure. another animal. Or the more Why worms? do flies always are on shit? Why is that? Because they can eat that stuff. I mean, I think they eat the poo. That's what they eat. That's like a good food source for them. Doesn't seem like there's easier, not crappy smelling food But I think eat. they like that. It's like, it's the same thing of when I used to have a dog and we'd take him to the beach and he was a great dog and every time he'd find death, he'd want to roll in it. Oh yeah, so dead like, seals. Yeah, dead seals. or uh, we, There was a dead stingray runts and, or he found some, every time we'd go to the beach, he'd find something dead. Dead fish, dead something and roll in it. He just loved it. Because whatever these extreme smells animals are into. Humans, I think we bred that out of ourselves. Like we used to be into extreme smells because we used to not shower like at all it was like a monthly shower or not even a monthly like a yearly (laughs) that's why they say that people would get married in june is that your monthly bath was usually in may so by june you didn't stink so badly and the whole theory and practice of using bouquets is that people smelled yeah people (laughs) smelled so bad that you'd hold a little a little hand of posies and sniff it because people smelled gross Welcome to France. Right. And they threw their poop out on the street. I mean, I mean, I guess it's easy to believe in a God when you throw poo on the street and your child dies of like, you know, dysentery or the pox or whatever they died of. It's also weird to see up at 16th Mission that they have public showers. Yeah. You know, like outhouses, but they're showers. Right. There's a lady who started a business or a nonprofit called Lava May. L-A-V-A-M-A-E and she takes buses and converts them into mobile showers. So she take a bus she puts it outside of the uh, library once a week too. And it's two, it's basically a bus that's then converted into four different areas. There's a, there's a door and there's like a changing area with a locked door and then there's like in there there's a shower with another changing area. And so two people can take a shower at once and uh, it's free. And she moves it around the city to give people access because 
a lot of people that are questionably housed that don't want to be that way anymore. You can't get a job if you can't get a shower. Well, and you also have to share a bathroom if you live in an SRO. Absolutely. And that bathroom might be covered with blood from someone shooting up drugs. Exactly. Yeah. And what what makes you want to crap less than blood on the walls? Not right. a lot. Right. I mean, it's pretty difficult how we subject people to certain living conditions in this city and why we like turn a blind eye and let that happen and say, oh yeah, there's 10 people living in a single apartment or, oh yeah, yeah I saw everyone sharing a bathroom. It's fine. It's fine. Well, I mean, I think the middle class is basically in the process of being eradicated. Absolutely. Do you know that, that, that I just, maybe even you told me this. No, no, no. It was Paula yesterday. The average income in San Francisco now is $105,000. The average. Wow. I know. That's crazy. And I was having a discussion with Paula yesterday. It's the only way to live in the city is to be exceedingly rich or exceedingly poor. If you're in the middle, it is really hard. That's what I'm saying. That's what's yeah. being erased. Right. So there's the ultra-rich... That was what mid-market used to be. Really? It was middle class. Huh. And when the tech people came and started taking over, yeah. it, they got all those tax breaks from our crooked mayor. Yeah. They still are not paying fucking taxes. Uh, and that's the funny thing. The more money you make, the less pack taxes you pay, which I totally don't believe in. Why does the why do the poor have to take the brunt of the tax when we're... I mean, I really believe in flat Because they can't afford attorneys. Right. <laughs> exactly. Who make more money than anybody. Right. I mean, how many lawyer jokes are there? Too many. Sure. Well, and, but it's funny because recently I've come in contact with three lawyers who are awesome. Like, there's the one guy who's going to do my um, ABC criminal case pro bono. He's awesome. Then there's JohnStraussLaw.com, who gave us money for the festival and does personal injury. And they had a commercial on here for a while. And he's one who recommended his friend Francis, who's now my lawyer, pro bono. And then one of my friend's boyfriends, I just found out he's a lawyer. And he's like a great, nice, awesome guy with like tattoos that used to skateboard and rides a cool motorcycle. There's exceptions to every rule. But I just met like three in the past two months where I'm like, maybe lawyers aren't so bad. That's a good sign though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I... Means you know the right people. Means I know the right people. (laughs) Uh, What other, other things you believe in or don't believe in? Friendship? Do you believe that friendship is magic? It's my little pony. I, I believe magic is a nebulous term. Mm. People spell it with a K to make it be all dark and shit. Right. Do you believe in magic? Yeah, John, do, 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 John do, Sebastian do. from the Love and Spoonful. Sure. I. Uh, do you believe in love at first sight? I would have to say. I believe in lust at first sight. Oh! But then it can turn into love. Okay. If you... I feel like you need the lust to have the love, which is why... Which is a horrible thing to say. No, not at all. Well, it makes... It's barbaric. For example, I had been hanging out on the back patio of Bender's Bender's for many, many moons. All the time, as you know. I'm always out there. This is before Jonathan and I got together. And uh, Jonathan started showing up, but I didn't really know him yet because he was always wearing brown. I thought he was like a UPS guy or something. Not that that's a problem, but he's a gardener. He was a gardener at the time, and so he was wearing his Because brown can't get dirty from the dirt. Right. <laughs> that just was their uniform that he did really great hard manual labor. Anyways, I didn't like... 
I might have talked to him a handful of times, but I couldn't remember his name or anything until one day on the back patio, he took off his brown shirt and I saw him in his wife beater and I was like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> and they're like, that's Jonathan. He's been around forever. And I'm like, he has? He, what? No. Who is this? And it was seriously because he... I was like, whoa. He had like a hot bod and he always had that skateboard. And I was like, who is this guy? But I wasn't interested until he took his shirt off. And then I was like, and then I went chasing after him like a crazy person. Well, I also have to say that I've been out on dates with women and have made out for them, made out with them, and then just fucking gave up. Gave up? What do you mean? It just didn't. It It didn't go anywhere. You know, it's like if your car is in neutral, you can't drive it. Right. It'll roll, but you just—you're not a move maker. You were like, but if you already made out with them, then what the? the but you just didn't want to. You just didn't know how to push the envelope. You didn't know how to it was, seal it was the deal. It was because other people I knew were pushing me to do that. Oh, that. And makes I was like, okay, I'll do this. Right. But it's not as good as it's been before. So, and then the lady fucking called me up at three in the morning. Oof. For what, what possible reason? She, she said, oh, I'm baking cookies. I just want to tell you I'm baking cookies. And I was just like, you're a fucking crazy lady. Three in the morning? Why would you? This is before texting? You don't even text, though, do you? I don't have a cell phone. Right, you have a landline. No, she it called was... your home phone. Yes. To tell you she was baking cookies. Yes. At three in the morning. Yes. Is that not a crazy person thing to do? It's a crazy person thing to do. I that wasn't... Okay, let me show you If tell she you was my on example. acid, it might have been okay. Yeah, sure. But she wasn't on acid. Here, here's, here's my crazy example. When I was in college, and I liked a guy, I would break into his house... And I would bake cookies when he wasn't there. And then I would clean up and leave warm cookies and escape. Okay? That's crazy. Now, I did it to a couple different guys. And they were like, you're crazy. But it worked on the guy I ended up marrying. I said, he was like, that's like the coolest thing anyone's ever done for me. And Jonathan said the same thing. If, he, if I, I was like, if I broke into your house and baked you cookies, actually, I have keys to his house. First of all, when you in. break into someone's house, it's illegal. Right. I know. This wasn't me in college. Though. This is me <laughs> being crazy 20-year-old Pam. My idea is to show him that I like him. I'm going to break into his house and bake cookies. Why not just send a letter? Because I'm really good at baking cookies. We all know that. And I didn't want to I didn't want to just like leave them on the doorstep because they could be I thought it was cute. No and I, illegal. And illegal and a little scary. How much does cute and illegal crossover not very not often? Not very often. Right. I think I think it would be uh Japanese anime porn, tentacle porn. Sure, tentacle porn, absolutely. It's cute, it's weird. Yeah. And illegal. And it's illegal? Well, well, in real life. They, they, Did you hear about the guy in uh, Japan that stuck a live eel up his butt and it started eating through his intestine? And I saw the, they took, so they took him to the hospital and they gave him x-rays and you could see where the eel was like in this weird part of his body. And so they pulled the eel out and the eel was alive and then it died. Oh my but God. he put it up his butt and it crawled and it, he put it in, I guess, teeth first. But the, he cited his example for doing this as watching tentacle porn. Well, I mean, everyone likes to think that pornography leads to worse things. That's basically what it comes down to. Sure. And uh, I can't remember which comedian said this, but pornography ends to 
a sandwich which ends to a nap <laughs> and that was it <laughs> like you're not gonna if you know if there was also the oh, horrible but apropos stereotype of uh priests molesting children right right and being not not fired but switched to another church sure fresh fish you know oh and it just someone said if if watching pornography led to sex then there would be a hell of a lot more catholics around because everyone's being educated by catholics i went four years of catholic high school wow i'm a recovering catholic wow catholic high school you had uniforms this is a good story my parents Remember busing in the late 70s when yeah. they took white kids and put them in black schools? Sure. I, I was part of that. And my parents just said, the school system is fucked up. We don't want to have to get up at five in the morning and take the bus for three hours to go across town. Doesn't make sense. And so they said, we'll send you to a private school that we can afford. And you have to do the work and figure out the school. So I this is pre-internet. I opened up the yellow pages private schools and my three questions were is there going to be ladies there chicks women girls whatever you want to call them do i have to cut my fucking hair and do i have to wear a uniform and the first place i found my parents could afford oh that's right went four years in burbank california wow because you didn't have to cut your hair no no there were girls and no uniforms Yes. And you found it in the yellow pages. Oh, my God. I had I had to go through like 30 or 40 schools before I found that one. Wow. Wow, that is some commitment. You really didn't want to spend three well, hours on a bus. I didn't want to sp- spend any hours away from girls. Right, true. Fair enough. Or with short hair. Right, right. Or wearing a fucking cardigan. Yeah. The- you know? I feel that there is bullshit in life, and if you can cut that bullshit out, your life it gets a lot better. Whether Absolutely. it's not buying new clothing or, you know, donating shit to community right. thrift. It's so funny, because I used to, when I was in high school, and I lived in Danville, and I ate, I believed the party line, and I, I ate what Danville said, which was, you're not a good person unless you look great and have real, like... I never had thrift store clothes as a child, ever. I never had a hand-me-down. Everything was always brand new. It was always, every birthday, every Christmas, every holiday, it would be a new set of cute outfits. Which, and funny enough, I still have the majority of my clothes from high school, and I still wear them. Well, I was the oldest of three boys. Oh, so you got new stuff, too. So I got the new stuff. Right. And my brothers, two years apart, Two and four years after me got my old shit. Wow. But I still told my parents, I don't want fancy clothes. Oh, yeah. I want to... I, I, part of it was... But you were in L.A. You yeah. Didn't, you, so you didn't buy into that whole L.A. thing with... But you were a skateboarder, so you were a little counterculture. Also, I was into Chicano culture. Oh, cool. And so I said, I'm happy to wear Levi's and a white t-shirt. That's it. Sure. You know? I'm fucking James Dean. Right. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah, keep it simple. Exactly. And I think if the world, in my perfect world, people would not buy any new clothing. Right. I agree. They would not go to church and just live. I'm not a hippie, 
but I understand what they're about. Right. Partially just from reading all that Jim Jones shit recently. We just need a lot less. That's the thing. That's we we as we as a culture. I mean, and I mean United States culture. Yes, United States culture. I mean, I harp on this all the time that we have 16 million hoarders in the United States right now. That is a disease that's created. It's like hoarders are now hoarding hoarders. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they have hoarders inside. Yeah. They. We can't even tell because they have so much garbage in their house and all these things they collect. But 16 million people have a disorder based on excess. They have a they have a debilitating life issue where they can't live their lives because they can't their home is unsafe for habitation because of excess and because that, a stack of newspapers can fall over and kill them. Right, exactly. That freaks me out. That there I saw one the other day, I saw hoarders. A lady had spent she had a her son had an accident and she got and something out of work and she got this million dollar settlement. She spent all of it on bears and dolls. So they're walking through her fairs. Bear, bear, B E A R, bear, like like teddy bears. Yeah, even dumber than fairs. Not big fat gay guys. No, like <laughs> like fuzzy, huggable creatures. Well, no, so are so are big gay guys. Um, but it was sick because every single room in her house had like four feet of bears and dolls. But if those fall on you, they don't hurt you as much as right. newspapers or but she LPs. Couldn't, it's just that she couldn't live her life. She couldn't even use any of her house because it was just filled with stuff. Stuff that she seemed to care about. And so then it even got crazier and she started believing that people were hiding, that someone was hiding in her junk and stealing her bears when she wasn't looking. So she was convinced and she had everyone else so convinced. Mul- multiple layers mental disabilities. Of, right. But based on when the house was cleared out, everything's fine. Because obviously people aren't hiding behind her things. She can't see if she can actually see them and there's no things to hide behind. So like one problem cured the other. But it's just sick to me that for some reason, we as a group seem to believe that we're entitled to this certain echelon of life standard where we get all... Okay, for example, these jeans seem brand new. These were a gift from a friend who outgrew them. I love these jeans. There's nothing wrong with them. I have pairs of Ben Davis that I've owned for 27 years, and that I bought used 27 years ago. Yeah, stuff that holds up. But you, but you probably have the skateboarder stuff on the side, like where there's little holes in it and stuff, because you walk with yes. the skateboard. I have a lot of that too, and a lot of pants. Uh, more stitches, less riches. I mean, if we look at uh, Brave New World by Aldous Huxley in the beginning, he's got the beta pluses, and they're all getting all ready with their outfits or whatever, and and more stitches, less riches, and you don't want people to think that you're poor but that's kind of how we are now although in san francisco people wear whatever they want and some of it can be relatively shabby and they could still go work at a twitter job where they make a billion dollars even when i was working at a law firm downtown i still wore secondhand clothes and nobody gave me shit about it yeah well but they would give me every year they would give me a 300 hundred dollar gap card oh that's funny what would you do with it go buy socks and underwear yeah that's i'm I ask that every year for my birthday. People go, what do you want for your birthday? And I'm like, uh, alcohol, underwear, and socks. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Not necessarily in that order. Not necessarily, right. Don't put the alcohol in the socks. No. Unless <laughs> you're like putting the alcohol in the socks so it doesn't clink together so nothing breaks. Yeah. That's fine. Bottles of wine and socks. But it was great because some of my comedian friends that are dudes gave me underwear. And it's really funny. Stefan Massey gave me boy short underwear that I just love when I'm having my period because they're just, that's hilarious. But it's funny when you're, when comedian friends give you underwear. It's just funny. I don't know. 
Well, I just, it's, it's weird when someone that doesn't know you intimately gives right. you underwear. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. Because, you know, if you're, when you're a dude, at least you're a boxer or a briefs dude. Right. And if someone gave me tidy whities I would just throw them in the trash. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't. Uh, but I was born and raised wearing that shit. Right, right, right. It's just my one of my early girlfriends just said, I want you to wear boxers. And I did. And I was like, this is a fucking longboard. Right. My life has changed. Absolutely. I'm a soul surfer. <laughs> so uh, when was the last girlfriend you had? Long time ago. Maybe in... A long, long time ago. 90s. Wow. So have you chosen sort of of your own volition this monk lifestyle this this ascetic lifestyle where you have few I, things and I think a, simple a lot of life. it had to do with the woman that I loved most in my life that I moved up here to live with and my mom dying within the same few years oh and so I associate intimacy with death oh so I'm not saying I don't have a good time all the time. Right, 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 but right, right. I also, this is a horrible thing to say, but whenever it makes her seem way less attractive. Huh. Which, isn't that a horrible thing to say? Well, I mean, I guess it's a truth. It's one of those things where men always want to be the, they want to be the pursuers instead of the pursuee. Because if you... Unless you're in the cast room. Right. <laughs> well, then it's all men doing whatever the men, whatever they do. And I don't even know how. But I've known from my own experience that when I express interest in a dude, it they're not. It lowers their interest. Guys want to be the ones that decide, like, ooh, I have interest here. And if you push, when I've pushed my interest If you break people, into someone's house if and make cookies. <laughs> Sometimes You're being the, pursued. Right, exactly. That's how guys know. Well, I'm also a crazy person, and I, but I never was asked out on a date in high school, or I. Me neither. That none of that ever happened. Even school dances, I had always had to ask guys. So I was so, sort of always the pursuer. So when people say that switching it around, and the people would tell me even when I moved to the city years ago after I left my husband, and I was like, I want a boyfriend really badly, and they're like, you're trying too hard, you gotta back off, and I didn't get it. Um, but it's like a game playing thing. I just believe in honesty and like saying saying how you feel, but that just doesn't work in the world, I guess, because people don't like it. <laughs> it does work in the world, just not the world we live in. Right, 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 right. I'm sure that honesty works a lot better in countries other than in the USA. Why, why do we why do we love lies and subterfuge and drama? I hate drama, to be totally honest, but I feel like it follows me around. Like, I really just wish everyone could get along all the time. I, I don't like gossip. I don't like drama. I don't like it. But it's it's pervasive and ubiquitous. Well, I think, I think basically... Social media is gossip. Oh, God. Yeah. And you're not a Facebooker. You don't believe no. in Facebook. I believe in it because I everyone has it. Right. But I don't believe in it for me. Right. Just like Catholicism, you mm-hmm. know? I believe in it. I just don't believe in it for me. If, if it makes you happy and think you're going to live forever, go to fucking town. Give a quarter of your income to a bunch of preachy assholes. Right. But... I feel like 
the the one thing that I get from the Bible that is a complete lie is judge not lest ye be judged because right. all the fucking Christians do is judge people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, take the take the plank out of your own eye before you discover the speck he, in your he brother's eye. He who has not sinned can throw the first stone. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Carter, <laughs> the last good president, said that he sinned in his mind. Uh huh. And that made him a bad person. Well, and but he was being completely fucking honest. It's it's funny because the Christians and how I was raised, it's 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 sort of a, a, a dumb catch twenty two that if you think it in your mind, then it's happened. So a lot of people who have used that excuse for why they cheat on their wives, because they're like, well, I imagined cheating on my wife, which in the Bible it says is just as bad as actually doing it. Therefore, That's I might as well just about. cheat on my wife. Because I've already done it in my head, so it's just as bad. So it's like a terrible, like, which is roundabout... What, which, which is what Facebook has become. Facebook is Facebook is the devil. I think that Facebook Live is the devil right now because of what happened yesterday with the... There have been a couple suicides that have been tele, televised on Facebook Live. And there was a guy in the Philippines who hung his 11-year-old daughter and then himself so that to make his wife sad and he talked about it on Facebook Live and then did it and the worst thing is that there were over 200,000 views before it was reported and taken down <laughs> so people were watching it and passing it around as opposed to calling the authorities and saying hey a dude just murdered his daughter on Facebook Live it's terrible and besides that murder and the suicide and all that stuff that's being televised Facebook just makes people feel badly about themselves. Like every There's time. There's a mental disease based on the fact that everything in Facebook is positive. So if right. you view it and your body, your life is fucked up, then you just feel like you're a fuck up. Right. I feel like that all the time because <laughs> all I see is how great everyone's doing. All the shows that they're doing, all of the comedy bookings they're getting, how, how great, great my food looks, looks. Yeah, how great food my pets looks, look, how great my baby my looks, my ring looks, my outfit looks, how, you know, and it just goes on and on and on. It's like, I'll never be good enough. And we already know, we already know, I'll never be good enough because that's how they get money out of us is by telling us we'll never be good enough, but we will be if we buy this product. If you get the new cool jeans, then you're not going to look like a fat schlub. Everyone's going to think you're amazing. And then somehow that drives consumerism. So Facebook drives consumerism. Facebook is consumerism. Facebook is consumerism. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is is buying a pair of Ben Davis at Community Thrift for ten dollars over the last twenty five years. That yeah. money's going to a charity and it's not supporting people that I don't care about. Right, yeah. You know, it's like when you go to Benders, you know Johnny, you know Kevin, you know Dion, you know Liam. Yeah. You're supporting people you know. And if you live your life supporting people you don't know, you're kind of fucking up. Yeah, absolutely. And well, if you I can't have. figure out how to live your life supporting people you don't know, good luck to you because you're part of the problem, not the solution. Well, what is the solution besides like love each other as ourselves and be a Jesus-like person? I'm like, not saying everyone... I don't shop at Safeway. Right. I'm saying I buy toilet paper there. Gotcha. If I want produce, I go to the corner store. Because then you're supporting the local people around you and your and own, you, and your and own they come And you community. come in and they know you. Right. Right. And if you don't go into a restaurant or a bar or a store where they don't know you, then you should try and figure out how to do that. Right, right, right. Yeah, because 
I mean, but Safeway has, it's good. They're a good corporation to work for. They pay their, they pay their people really well. They have a good bakery section. <laughs> I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying that... It's better to think local. Well, if it's, if it's the same price to get it at 16th Mission at that corner store, sure. why pay your money to Safeway? Exactly. Yeah. It's just this is turn, being this more is turning informed. into too much of a political... I know, too much political. We're supposed to be talking about belief. But uh, politics but, are belief now. Well, uh, language... I'm the deciderer. Policy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> belief... Yeah, language, politics, it's all... It's all belief. Language is political. We're all we're all screwed. What's the what's the answer? How are we going to save? I mean, what do we impeach? Does it is going to matter? Do, does anything? Do you believe that the government actually has like a grand effect on our lives, or does it just a bunch of puppets and it doesn't matter anyways? And I think we went through four years, for eight years of Obama beautifulness. And I think it's like a pendulum that swings back and forth. Right. I think Clinton, even though he cheated on his wife and denied it, was a good president. Sure. I feel that W. Jr. was an idiot and still is. Yeah, absolutely. I figure Carter was brilliant and still is. Mm -hmm. Did he die? I think he's still alive. But Reagan was a complete fucking asshole. Yeah. So it just swings and swings. Right, and it's funny because the Republicans always have these weird projects like Star Wars, right? So we had Reagan with Star Wars, and he believed that, oh, let's let's have a thing in the sky so that we can shoot down the missiles that they make. Why don't we just stop making missiles? Yeah. How about instead of spending money on missiles and on missile defense systems, I don't know, we fund education or whatever, uh, but... So, but it's the same thing. So we've got 45's got his wall, which is a ridiculous thing that he wants to spend 12, you know, billion, trillion dollars on. And it's like Republicans have these weird, like, newfangled ideas to somehow help but by throwing a bunch of money at things. Where I'm like, just throw the money at the thing. Like, can't we just throw $12 billion to education and, and then we won't have to worry about so many illegal immigrants because everyone will actually have immigration. And not get rid of the environment, Environmental Protection Agency. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we're in a really dark time politically. Yeah, absolutely. And But they're doing it under the guise of Christianity, which is another scary thing, is that... Separation of church and state. What happened to that shit? Well, but and then why do we not allow... We've got a Muslim ban, and they say, well, no, it's on these 12 countries. But it's like, yeah, it's a Muslim ban. So we're taking our moralistic and religious ideology and forcing it into the government. Right now, I feel like, and it's... But and does it matter? So now I'm now I'm this weird person that every time I see someone who's covered in a hajib or whatever they're called, I'm extra special, smiley, and nice to them. Like, but it's almost like I think she's like reverse racism. Them. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey, welcome to the tenderloin. I know you've been here longer than me, but hi. Talal hey. Butcher across the street. They're good people. Uh, what are what are some other uh, big beliefs that you hold? Do you uh, are you a vegetarian or anything? Do you believe in eating red meat? I have, I'm a sufferer from the disease known as gout. Oh, that's right. Which means I can either take a horrible prescription drug that gives me a bad rash. Ooh. Or I can not eat pig and not eat cow and not eat shellfish and not eat organ meat. Wow. And, and then like, everything's okay if you just eat chicken. Or turkey. Turkey. Or duck. 
so there's a lot of flying animals I can eat. And wh- and what is it? Why does your body not believe in the meat? Why did what did it? When it's did just it, a disease. It's a, a it's a hereditary thing it's I got a from my dad. Hereditary disease. Yeah, it's like cancer, but not that bad. But it makes <laughs> it hard to walk, right? It's just something with your feet. It hurts your feet, yeah. But I take. Uh, Salt I turned into a medical show. Yeah, I take right? tart cherry extract. Yeah. So I don't have to take the prescription drug. Huh. And I take that every day, and uh, I cheated yesterday and had chorizo taco. Ooh. And maybe it's like romantic cheating, like it tastes that much better. Sure. If it's the strange thing that you don't eat all the time. Right. So. I love the hell out of that taco. And it cost a fucking dollar. And and did your feet hurt after? Did nope. you? Oh, so you were okay. Good. I've also um, decided to take one week out of every month to not drink to kind of cleanse my system. Sure. And I think that helps with the gout a lot. But you're And you're not allowed to drink certain alcohols either, right? Like... Well, yeah, I can drink cider, not beer. Uh... Tequila, not whiskey. Vodka? Uh, vodka, I can drink. Gin, I can't. It's just. Huh, like, that's weird. It's, it's like God made this weird rule on like a 20 sided die. When did this happen to you? How old were you when this like started affecting your daily life or what have you? Probably in my mid 30s. Ooh, wow. And all of a sudden, you were just like, I feel sick all the time. No, no. It was, my foot hurts really fucking bad. Right. And I went to the hospital thinking that I broke my foot somehow. Wow. Because I was, in my mid-30s, I was drunk all the time. Sure, sure, sure. So a lot of times, I wouldn't remember crashing on my skateboard and skinning my knee. And sure, I'd wake sure. up and my pants were covered in blood. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I crashed like, last night. Yeah, yeah. And then I crashed after I crashed. Right. And then you were like, ah, and then you went in and they said, oh, you have gout. And they said, you have to do all these lifestyle changes. And you said, okay. And it it also coincided with a bunch of people I know that are around my same age that got it. And we all kind of pass information together. Wow. Like, don't do this, do this, don't do this, do this, you know, so it's. I've never seen any like on the TV, like any pro-gout commercials or any like gout Why awareness. Why would there be a pro-gout Well, not commercial. pro, but like gout awareness or anything. I've never seen any of that like, da na 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 the more you know. Hey, kids. Like, for, they do, they have them for diabetes, right? They're like, don't eat And fatty. Viagra and Cialis and sure. Alivia and all that shit. Right. Which a week later you see an ad in the paper for or an ad on TV saying that we fucked up. We gave you the wrong shit. Right. If you're having this problem, contact us and we'll sue the motherfuckers. Yeah, there's, we went through um, misprescribing drugs today on the on the previous show, and it's crazy that when people misprescribe drugs, they it could be a symptom from something like gout, and they'd be like, "Well, maybe you just need to take these pills," and you're like, "Well." Well, when I broke my leg, they gave me oxy. Oh. And that's supposedly non-addictive. Right. And I don't think any opiate is non-addictive. Yeah, no, they're pretty crazy. Did you get, did you get pretty addicted to them? Did you feel no, like no? No, I stopped no. early on. I said I'd stop taking this. What you want them back? Oh wow! And they're like, no, just keep them. If if it if you have any pain, right, it's covered by Obamacare. 
You keep I didn't the... even have any health care when I broke my leg. Wow. And I signed up for it afterwards. Yeah, they give you 30 days at general yeah. to, to forgive. If, if your loans, or your loans, they give you the bill, and then they give you the 30 days. They say, go sign up over here. We'll give you an appointment. Better go. Yeah. Don't mess around, because we'll come after you. Yeah. But they really they really are helpful. But it's incredible that the, the hospital bills are so egregious. Like, I'm sure that your leg pins and surgeries would have been like, what, 40 grand? That's what people have told me. I yeah. luckily never had to find that out. Right. Because you're, you're, we're, we're poor people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, but that, and that's the thing. I don't, I, I mean, it's just, I'm like a communist. I'm like, why can't we just all be poor? <laughs> so everybody has stuff. Like we should all have access to food. We should all have access well, to but water it, and shelter. We should all have access to bathrooms. It, that comes down to socialism and the Jim Jones temp, people's temple. Right. And what kind of control the people who are putting that act together you know 914 people was that how many died in the Jonestown 911 911 911 I was sort of close on that uh, November 18th 911 people all decided can you believe though that kind of belief like think about that 911 people there were children that were injected with the poison ooh yes so it wasn't their choice There there were children that were trying to run across the airfield to get to their parents because they didn't want to be there. And they shot them. Yes. Because everyone had to die because what was the what was their like impetus? They're like, well, everyone has to die because we're all our souls are going with Jim Jones. I mean, like, I understand. I don't really understand, but kind of in the Viking thing, like when a super Viking warrior died. And they, on the funeral pile, they'd, they'd be like, all right, which virgin wants to sacrifice herself so you can be with him forever in Valhalla? And then they'd take his horse, and they'd kill the horse, and they'd put that on the pyre, and they'd take this girl, and they'd all rape her, and they'd kill her, and they'd put her on the pyre. And they'd put him on the pyre, and then they light it up, and they go, okay, you're going to go to Valhalla together. You and your horse and your dead lady. Like, I can kind of understand that as like a mythology, but 911 people all went... Yeah, well, except for the kids that were injected. But someone injected those kids, which means that they were willing to take the life of their child, which is even crazier than committing, like, suicide. So. And Jim Jones was a rapist. He raped women repeatedly in the back of his tour bus and in they a just, separate room. And they they couldn't say anything about it, and it nope. was just part of the... Until he died. He's the god, and... Yes. But he didn't... The father. He didn't put himself up as a godhead. Kind of. He said he was the father. You had to call him father. He and it, Well, and I also think... I think he duped a bunch of black people saying, you know, we're, we're the religion that encompasses all races right and isn't that what all religions should do right yeah i'm not seeing that baptist churches are not mostly black but i'm just saying that if you try and do all that shit and say let's all drink this strychnine right and that's our power terrible way to die you fucked up it's rat the- poison yeah. yeah yeah it was I'm sorry to keep on the Jim Jones. No, no, I'm interested in Jim Jones. I mean, I just, I think that, I mean, it really does all circle around belief that there are people that will, that believed that they were, that was a good, that following him was good, that listening, that changing their whole lifestyle, that giving him all their money, that moving down to Guyana or wherever it was. Yeah. That taking. South America. South America. That taking the, the, the red Kool-Aid was drinking the Kool-Aid, but they all believed 
that that was somehow the right thing to do. I, I just, I can't, I can't get there in my mind. Like, well, all basic religion is mind control. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And what, what these books I've been reading recently talk to about socio-political mind control. Oh. And that's... Because he created his own, like, community so that he ran the politics within that community. Yeah. So he was shaping their minds to shape his community. And he also had 14 people sleeping in a room as big as this studio, not counting that side. Oh, that's where they just bunk it up and all yeah, live in and there. and sleeping in tour buses, going to L.A., going to Reno, and just... He was a bad man. He was a very bad but man. why? How did he get so many followers? That's the thing about belief. How did he get so many believers? When you say that, whom else are you talking about? Uh, well, the, all of them. The, David The person Koresh. that was put into power right now. Right. Guess, how, did yeah. how did he... Saying how did he's going to grab a woman by her genitalia, get... 45 million women to vote for him. It's oh, it's just locker room stuff. Right. Isn't that crazy? But you still said it, right? And you still meant it when you said it? Right. So how can you, as a conscious person, vote for someone who talks like that and acts like that? And it's, like I said, it's a dark time and we have... The electoral college needs to be eradicated. That's all I have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Just, but that, but then my 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 dad said before that he's like, well, is your you dad get, a Republican? Yeah, he is. If you get rid of the electoral college, no Republicans will ever be elected again. And Which I was like, why we want to get rid good, of good, good. It's like you you and your your Californians with your one one liberal vote, one liberal person, one liberal vote. Like, why shouldn't all of our votes be counted equally? Why, why can we vote for American Idol on our cell phones and we can't vote for the president, you know, at our cell phones or at an ATM, or we can't call in? Like, we're such we have such a, amazing ways to vote and to say our experiences. You know, we have all these different YouTubes and things you can click and Facebooks and internet, and yet we can't figure out how to make an election that isn't corrupt. In its, you know, I just, I don't know what to believe in anymore. It's one of the main reasons for the show. I used to be a hardcore Jesus follower. Like, I drank the Kool-Aid. I drank the Jesus Kool-Aid. I sang the songs. I was totally into it. I was, I was even like anti. How old were you at that time? Um, child, before I was 18. I was even like, abortion is bad. Like, babies are at conception. I was like one of those people that was like, go to the clinic and and stand out in front of Planned Parenthood and be like, this is wrong. Babies are real. And now I'm like completely on the opposite side. But it's because I was brainwashed. I mean, I was a child and I was brainwashed. By your parents? By my parents and by the church, yeah. Because uh, children who have parents that don't go to church listen to their parents, but then they see the outside world and they go, well, can or don't have to listen to my parents but if you're super religious and your parents say the same thing that the church says and then you've got this whole group of people saying yeah what your parents think is right that's sort of where like the brainwashing happens like everyone believes it so i guess i should believe it too kind of thing so i the, the, i stopped believing that when i was 18 years old, I went on this houseboat trip, and this one girl, she was so pretty, 
It was Lori. She ended up marrying this guy, and they're still married to this day. And we had this huge fight on the houseboat because she was so smart, and she kept saying, well, I want to go to college, but all I really want to do is have five kids. And I was like, what? And she's like, well, I was like, why would you want to be educated if all you're going to do is just be a baby maker? She's like, well, I want to put all of my education and all of my intelligence into my children. That's what God wants for me. That's what he, and I'm thinking like, she's one of the smartest people I knew. And she's sitting here going, I just want to have babies because that's why I was put on this earth. And I'm like, you're way better than just having babies. Like, you know, they 